What's up, guys? Welcome to the Cash Burn SX Podcast. Uh, we're going to review San Diego round three. We're going to preview um, Anaheim two, which is round four. Uh, here we go. Um, so this past Saturday um, was a really, really good night of Supercross um, because uh, we saw, as if we couldn't see it you know, uh, any anymore, we saw more parody, more unexpected things happening. Um, 250 and 450. Uh, I'm going to breeze through the 250s first. Um, we've seen uh, Michael Moseman get his first win ever. Um, he probably should have had a couple before this, but, um, you know, this one, it finally all came together. Uh, Christian Craig was looking unstoppable in that 250 West class. Um, you know, that was basically, I think he had a perfect night, um, both nights, uh, Anaheim one and Oakland. He was having a perfect day in San Diego. He qualified fastest. He won his heat race. Um, it was looking like it was going to continue and everyone was kind of asking, when will Christian Craig be stopped? Um, and I watched him take off the gate and a, a wave of riders just swallow him up in that first corner. I actually took a video video clip of my TV because he was just getting completely eaten up and 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 uh, huge pile up. Lost his visor. At one point, he thought that there was something wrong with his bike. Uh, that would have been a huge bummer if he couldn't continue. But um, Christian Craig got going again, started pounding through the guys, you know, um, this field is very, very top heavy. So I feel like, you know, 18th through seventh or sixth is pretty, pretty simple for Christian Craig to get through. Um, so he got his way all the way up to third on the podium. Very impressive ride by Christian Craig. Um, and honestly watching Christian Craig over the years, um, I was wondering if he had that type of ride in him because it seemed like when Christian Craig was good, he was good. But um, when he wasn't, uh, man, it would kind of all fall apart and uh, he wouldn't be able to pull off those hard charge rides. He didn't seem like he might not have had the had the heart in him. Um, and I know that's like kind of crazy for me to say, but, um, you know, I just felt like in the past he didn't have that grit, drive, kill someone uh, mentality uh, to, to, to get these championships and these race wins. Um, he has that this year. Um, he's clearly the best rider um, to come from that far back all the way up to third. Um, that shows a lot. Um, Joe Shimoda was down in the first corner with him. He made his way up to fifth. I don't think he spent as much time in the first corner down, and Christian Craig actually did get around him. Um, but good ride for Joe, Joe Shimoda. Vince Freezy getting fourth. Very good ride. Um, in fact, we saw Vince Freezy uh, kind of checking up Christian Craig really, really uh, – uh, I wouldn't say dirty, but like kind of, yeah, let's just use the word dirty. He was, he was stopping in the middle of the corner to block Christian from getting by him in like a 90 degree corner. I, I didn't really like that, um, from Vince. Um, a lot of guys hate the way he races because, uh, what he does is he, he takes guys out as he's going backwards. He's, he's falling back in the field and he's willing to take guys out just to not go backwards any further. Um, so it just goes to show he needs to he needs to get the speed up before he can really be the aggressor. Um, but he's very defensive, and he did. He al- it almost looked like he was going to hold Craig off. It looked like he may have posed a problem for him. But Craig was smart enough to get around Vince and uh, get on the podium. Um, and of course, it would be Vince Freeze. He's probably the first time you'd ever be on the podium. So uh, I understand he had his own reasons to fight. Um, and then Christian Craig getting third. Uh, Hunter Lawrence second. He was clearly upset with uh, 
the fact that he did not win that race. Um, looked like he maybe was going to challenge Moseman there in the middle part of the race, and everyone was kind of waiting for him to make that late race charge, which he usually does. Um, and then he went down in the whoops. Um, I think he was just trying a little too hard. The whoops were insane. Um, they took a lot of guys down. A lot of really good guys were having problems in those whoops. I personally think they just need to make these whoops small, like a little tiny bit easier. And I know they're making these whoops huge because they want to see the action. They want to draw uh, eyes to it. You know what I mean? The crashes equals views and, and um, you know, fun for the fans to watch. Uh, so they're trying to create a show by making the obstacles really, really difficult. But... I think they're almost going a bit too far because these whoops are really messing things up for some of these guys. Um, and we'll get to the 450s uh, later. But um, Hunter Lawrence gets second. Um, that's his second. It's his third podium in a row. He goes 3-2-2. Two, two. Uh, Michael Moseman gets the win. Um, good for him. I really like Moseman. I think he's a good personality for the sport. Super happy that he got the win, um, even though I will say, it, I don't want to say it was handed to him because that's definitely not the right term to use, but um, I mean, yeah, it definitely took Christian Craig going down in the first corner for him to get that win. Um, I don't think he would have beat Christian straight up, uh, but hey, he'll take it. A win's a win. Um, yeah, good good for Michael Moseman. Great for his confidence, and we'll see. He might be able to continue this. Um I think if Christian keeps riding the way he does and he keeps gelling with the track the way he has been, um, I don't see him uh, getting beat by Moseman if he starts up near the front. You know, I think if Christian Craig even started in the top 10, he probably would have won that race. But, um, you know, I'm looking here at the results. He was 25 seconds behind the leader, um, and Lawrence was only 1.3 seconds behind Moseman at the finish. So Lawrence did reel him in again. So Lawrence was arguably the best rider that night um he just couldn't he pulled the Moseman honestly he you know Moseman was was up front and, and staying solid and Hunter Lawrence kind of pulled the Michael Moseman of the night and uh had the speed had the had the um the woulda coulda sh- uh woulda coulda shoulda uh in his favor but um yeah he crashed so uh Michael Moseman gets it and rightfully so that was our 250 class and it was our first uh shake up from the christian craig dominance i do think he picks up where he left left off and in anaheim too especially he loves california i think um he will get back to it and probably win anaheim too is barring any first turn crashes or weirdo things happening um so good job for all the guys in the 250 west division so the talking point for basically all three of these rounds um, so far this year has been the 450 class. We got another banger of a 450 main. Um, you know, starting off, uh, Moosecam was leading. Um, looked like he was going to have a good night. And then uh, Sexton got around him. Sexton got off to an early lead. Um, and I was thinking, you know, that that this is what, this is what we needed. I, I didn't doubt in any bit of my mind that Sexton could win. Um, I was kind of clenching my teeth at first, like, oh boy, just don't crash, don't mess up. But I think the fact that he had a clear track and he was out front early, um, I was glad to see that he pulled off exactly what I thought he could and he won uh, convincingly. So Chase Sexton was your winner. Um, And man, was he pumped. He was celebrating early, which we don't see a lot of guys doing. 
um, in years recently. Um, I think we've seen it a lot years ago um, throughout the 90s. McGrath was always throwing knack-knacks. He knew he was going to win. Carmichael. Um, these guys used to celebrate like a half a lap early, and I think maybe a couple of times too many, they crashed or something happened where they didn't win at the last second, and uh, they regret that celebration. So I think they keep their focus until they 100% cross the checkered flag. Um, a couple years ago, we saw Cooper Webb uh, pass Ken Roxon in the final turn, and it was like a .02 second margin. Um, so I'm pretty sure Roxon at one point knew, quote unquote, he was going to win that race, and then he didn't. So um, yeah, I think the celebrating early has definitely... Uh, not been a thing as much, uh, but we saw Chase Sexton go over that triple, give a give a fist pump to the crowd. He knew he knew that he had it wrapped up, and uh, man, the one guy that uh, definitely it was a shame for him was Jason Anderson. Was really looking good, guys. I mean, I was very impressed. I'm a huge Jason Anderson fan. Uh, love El Hombre. Um, my number one guy is always Roxon. I want to see him come back from those injuries and get a championship. I really do, but. If it's not going to be Roxon, I'm glad it's Anderson when uh, when it does happen. And I like Chase Sexton, too. I like Team Honda. But um, I really like all these guys. I just I like parity. I don't want to see the same guy winning every week, a la Cooper Webb. Um, I, that's why I, I kind of root against Cooper Webb, just because I never want to see the favorite do exactly what everyone thinks he's going to do. Because um, that's boring. I grew up watching that. I grew up with McGrath, Carmichael, Stu, Reed, Filippoto. Boring, boring, boring. Um, so anyways, yeah, Chase Sexton, our third winner. I think we're going to get a fourth winner next week, honestly. Um, we'll get to the preview, but man, it's like, it's just crazy right now. The, obviously we've all heard top eight separated by seven points. We'll get to that later. This has just been a great, great start to the season. Um, Eli Tomac came in second. Um, like I said, I believe truth easily Jason Anderson would have gotten second. He motored through all these guys. He passed Cooper Webb. He passed Dylan Ferrandez. He passed Eli Tomac. Um, and I think he was coming for Chase Sexton. I think it would have been very close. Chex Sexton may have had a little more in the tank, I think. I think he was on cruise control. So it would have been a really close battle, though, if we saw Anderson come through these guys and, and get up to Chase. But, um, yeah, his bike started to uh, team fried fry. And uh, I don't know exactly what it was. I think it was the clutch. A lot of people were saying it was the clutch. Heard it might have been a radiator cap, but I I just think that the reason that he was slowing down over those um, jumps, I think it was I think it was the clutch. But uh, barring that, I think Jason Anderson would easily be your points leader. And um, theoretically, if Barsha didn't take him out in Anaheim, he could have gone like two one two and been the clear cut favorite for this championship. Daniel Blair mentioned in the race day live that he was the favorite. And honestly, I don't know if I can say that just now because we got all these other guys that are going to be really good. I think Sexton's going to be good from here on. I don't think that's his only win. I think that's uh, this is going to springboard. I think he's going to get like two or three more of these things this year. Um, so um, moving on, yeah, Tomac got a, a good second. Um, not quite sure where I'm at on Eli. He rode well. He's riding well. He's trending upward, which is good. He's gone 6-4-2, um, but I don't know. He's just, part of it doesn't seem like he's quite as feared as he used to be. Um, Eli used to be the guy. He was the he was the Carmichael. He was the Villapoto. 
um, where just everybody was like, get out of Eli's way. Eli is coming. Eli is the beast of the class. And I don't think it's like that anymore. I think these guys kind of just see Tomac as just another guy. Um, like I said, for, you know, there's not many times that I would have said, yeah, Jason Anderson's going right around Tomac like he's, like he's nothing, you know what I mean? And he did. Um, Dylan Ferrandez, great job for Dylan Ferrandez, landed on the podium with a third. Uh, man, if he could get a start, if he could get a start, I, I don't really, I don't know, man. You know, it's like, I, I think he can definitely win these races, but uh, you can't spot these guys 10 seconds in the first couple laps um, and, and expect to win. So if Ferrandez can figure out his starts, which we've been saying his entire time, being in America, even on the 250s, he just sucked at starts. He was shit at starts. And, uh, you know, he's really, really good otherwise, though. You know what I mean? There's one giant hole in his game, which is that uh, that 100 feet from the gate to the first turn. And then you got Cooper Webb in fourth. Um, so-so ride for Cooper Webb. Um, I will say fourth is good for not really showing that you're feeling it. Um, Cooper Webb didn't really pull a Cooper Webb, but he did in a way by still making it fourth, which is really good in a field where there's top guys getting 10th, you know what I mean? So, um, I think it's, it's a positive note for Cooper Webb that he's still in this. He's tied for second with like one, I think he's one point down. Yeah. One point down from, from Tomac. Um, so good ride for Cooper Webb. Wasn't exactly what he wanted, but, um, I, I think it's still coming. I think Webb is not... Webb is not going to be having this for 14 more rounds. He will figure it out. He will get to the front many, many times. And I think, uh, I, I don't know if he's the championship favorite right now, but I will get to that later. Um, Malcolm Stewart, another fifth. Great ride by Malcolm. Um, was kind of quiet. Didn't really see much of him in the broadcast. Uh, but, you know, he sat there. He did exactly what he needed to, needed to do. And... Um, Ended up on the top five. Uh, we need to see that 1% more from him before he's really in the conversation. I still think he's in that 3-7 to seven range right now. Um, same for Plessinger. You know, he got a second last week, so he's a little hot and cold right now, as pretty much everybody is. But um, I see Plessinger being up there, just not every week. I, I It's basically where I'm at with him. I think that's the trend's going to continue. We're going to see him get on the podium sometimes, and we're going to see him outside the top five sometimes. Um, that's just, and that's probably for a lot of guys actually. Um, and we'll get to that later. Uh, Ken Roxon seventh, uh, disappointing result in the fact that he can't get up through these guys after he goes down. Anderson came in and cleaned out his front wheel. I was very conflicted in that because it was my two favorite riders going at it and. My favorite rider, Ken Roxon, got taken down by by El Hombre. But hey, you know what? I, I'm I'm almost gonna wave wave the uh, mulligan on that one because um, Anderson was riding so well. I can see that the aggression was there. He knew he was going to the front. He did what he had to do. So you know what? Props to Jason Anderson, and uh, that sucks for Kenny um, because Kenny sat back in eighth for most of the main. After that. Um, and man, it's like he didn't even fall. He walked off the bike. So it wasn't like he was injured or banged up or anything. I don't think the bike would have been tweaked from that. Um, and he just sat there and that's what the, the field stacked. You know, I get it. But man, it's like for a guy that can be so dominant, Ken Roxon, he can win these races by 10 seconds, but he can't 
charge through the field. And I was kind of talking about that with Christian Craig in the 250s, how when things are working for him, he was great, but he didn't have that bloodthirsty, I'm going to just do whatever it takes to get up front. Um, I, I wanted to see Ken Roxon get through guys like Plessinger and Stewart and possibly even Webb. I would have loved to see that. Good God. But um, no, he sat there and he just kind of, when things went wrong, they stayed going wrong for him. He just he sat back and took it. Um, unfortunately, so eighth place, Jason Anderson um, would have easily had second. The reason he ended up in eighth is because Justin Barsha got docked a position with, of all guys, Justin Bogle. He got into some cat and mouse with, and Bogle ended up uh, purposefully knocking him down. Um, Carmichael said in the broadcast, uh, oh, you know, he stalled his bike and he got it back going again. I don't know if Ricky really believes that or not. I think Ricky knows what Bogle was doing uh, because it was obvious that it was uh, intentional. He did not stall his bike. He saw Barsha coming, and he ran into him on purpose because he was pissed because Barsha took him out before that. But, man, yeah, that was a really good main event. We saw a lot of changes, um, a lot of jostling around. Um, you know, I, I don't know what exactly happened to Marvin Muskin, who ended up 10th. Uh, he was leading at one point. I didn't see a crash. I didn't see any major mistakes. So uh, that's a bit alarming. But then again, it could have been something that we didn't see. Um, could have been a problem with the bike. Uh, Justin Brayton getting 11th. I think that's very respectable for him with his age. Um, Anstey 12th, good ride for him. McElrath 13th, much better than, uh, than he's been doing. Um, and then Wilson 14th. Um, I think he stalled the bike early on. Um, Wilson just a little bit under par there at 14th. And Hart Rampton 15th, which he, wish he had gotten that last week because that was the wild card last week and I picked him for 15th. But, you know... Um, that's still a good ride for him. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, am very, very impressed with this 450 field. It is shown a lot of, uh, parody and unpredictability. Uh, it's great to see that because yeah, like I said, Supercross was very, very predictable for a long, long time before this. This is a great era. Uh, I'm, I'm really looking to see some, you know, continuing new winners, um, I know the stat is we get five winners a year, no matter what, but I'm really thinking we break through that this year, maybe get six, maybe even get seven. Uh, I don't see Eli Tomac going all year without a win. I don't see Cooper Webb going all year without a win, so that's two more. Um, that would make for five. Um, and then let's see here. I don't know yet about Barsha. Really hoping he can get it together and do what he's never done before and make a mid-season push um, and wins. Uh, but yeah, this isn't the first round, so we'll see if Justin Barsha can pull that off. Uh, yeah, but I think we get at least five, at least five winners. Um, we're going to see Jason Anderson win more races because, man, am I impressed with him. Uh, I think we're going to see Chase Sexton win more races. Very impressed with him. Uh, Tomac... Um, you know, he's, he's good. He's looking good on that Yamaha. He's exceeded my expectations. Um, but I don't know, man, I think, I think he'll win Daytona. I think he could possibly win Atlanta, um, and maybe Salt Lake, but, um, I, I don't know. I don't see more than two or three wins coming from Eli this year. I think the field's too stacked. I think he's just that few little inches behind what he should be. Um, and then Dylan Fernandez just gets bad starts. 
So I could see Dylan getting on the podium again. Win is a big question mark for him because, like I said, you can't spot these guys 10 seconds uh, in the first few laps and expect to win. But, um, and we'll see the big old uh, dark thing to say. I don't even want to say it, but there's a good chance there's going to be some injuries coming at us throughout the field because we saw Adam Cincerulo uh, got, uh, I think he tweaked his knee now. So now he's battling two different injuries and uh, he is, did not make the main, did not line up for the LCQ. I believe he is out for probably the season. He needs to recover and get better. Really sucks to see this you know, string of bad luck for Adam yet again because he had a very long string of bad luck in the 250s, pulled it together um, for an outdoor championship on his, on his 250. And man, I honestly think he kind of came into the 450s a little overhyped because he was like, you know, oh, this is going to be the next guy. He's going to be beating everybody. And I, I was kind of in the background, like, this is a guy that didn't even pull off a 250 title in the Supercross. Like, I'm just, I love Adam. I like the kid. He's, he's a great guy. But, uh, man, like, the results don't lie. He couldn't pull off a nine-race championship. He he flubbed it. And Ferrandis got got his first 250 championship. So, really, I, I didn't really see where all that hype was coming from. I'm like, I hope he does well. But, man, I wasn't really, like, foregone conclusion. You know, it wasn't like I was expecting it. Um, and unfortunately, yeah, things are coming unraveled for Adam C. Not quite sure what's going to happen with his contract, but, um, I think he's going to be fighting to just keep his job at this point. Um, you know, you can't be getting injured and falling from first to 12th every year because man, that was kind of tough to watch. Honestly, I'm, I'm wouldn't say I'm glad that he's out, but, uh, at least we don't have to watch the decimation of Adam C., uh, about halfway through a main event anymore because he needs to go go home, get better, and come back when he has a legitimate chance, hopefully on a factory ride, I would think. Um, probably still Kawasaki, you know, if they keep him around. I think they will. Um, yeah, no, I do like Adam C. I think he could, should, would be a contender. But, man, these injuries, he's got to pull it together. He's got to do a 2019 like he did in the 250s and just get in there. You know what I mean? And not be injured and be the Adam Cincerulo that we know he can be. Um, Joey Savacci is also injured. Didn't see top fives coming from him this year. But um, he was definitely right in that uh, that like 6 to 12 range. Um, and he think he was going to be there consistently all throughout the year. Um, that sucks for Joey. And um, yeah, we saw in the 250s, we saw Seth Hamaker get injured. Um, so yeah, it's even more top heavy in that 250 class again. Um, yeah, so injuries are going to happen. I'm not sure who's going to be there at round 17. Hopefully all these guys are, we got eight riders, uh, only seven points apart. And that's going to be our next segment, which is going to be championship picture. Yeah. So now we're gonna, I was going to do this, um, round four and beyond, but man, uh, this is just such a talking point. I want to do it now. Uh, championship picture points, points, standings. Um, I'm looking at him right now on Racer X. Um, I love going to Racer X for all the little stats and the all my media for Supercross. Um, I'm looking at the top eight guys. I'm looking from Roxon in eighth all the way up to Tomac, who's our points leader, and the best finish he had was a second. Uh, so he didn't even win a race yet, and he's the points leader. Um, we got seven points separating the top eight. So Tomac is only seven points ahead of Roxon, and Roxon's in eighth place. That is amazing. Um, we have never seen the points this close. Uh, three rounds in, 
Um, we're basically at round one still, guys. I mean, I think the points have been further apart after the first round than they have been uh, right now. So Anaheim 2 is basically going to be called Anaheim 1. We should. We should rename it because, man, Ken Roxon is by no means out of it, and he's got to jump past seven guys to get to the top spot. Um, you got Tomac, 59 points. One point behind is Chase Sexton and Cooper Webb. So, what I am predicting for this year, when we get to the later stages of the championship, I think it's going to be a dogfight between three guys. I think it's going to be Sexton, Webb, and Jason Anderson. I think those are the three guys that legitimately have a shot. I think the other guys are a bit of a far cry. I think Eli Tomac will win races. I don't think he's going to have the consistency up front to challenge. I think he will possibly be the fourth guy, or if somebody gets injured, maybe the third guy or something like that. But I think he's going to be that guy that's just a little bit too far out to get the championship this year. I know he really wants it. I know that's why he switched to Yamaha. Um, I just see his chances being slightly less than Webb's or Sexton's or Anderson's. I am super duper impressed with Anderson. I cannot state that enough. Um, Anderson, I put out a, a question on Instagram. Who is the top dog at Cowie? This was before I knew about Adam C's um, injuries. Obviously, it's Anderson. I think Anderson's the top dog in this class right now. We've never seen him ride this well. I don't even think he rode this well in 2018 when he won the championship. Um, so that's scary for a guy like Cooper Webb, who is looking to defend his title. Uh, I do think he will figure it out and win some races. I don't think this is going to continue by Webb. I just know how Webb is and his mentality. He's not going to have this. He's not going to be taking, you know, sevenths and fourths and, you know, being out of the question for very long. I think he's going to figure out a way to slice and dice his way up front very, very soon. He's going to manage this. I say halfway through the year, Webb's still going to be, talk, you know, talk in the points. Um, and I think his biggest uh, opposers are going to be Chase Sexton and Jason Anderson. Because Jason Anderson is definitely looking to win more of these races. That was not a fluke. He is showing elite speed. Cannot stress that enough. Uh, Justin Barsha, not, he's in fourth with uh, 56 points, so he's only three points behind Tomac. Um, so he's still right in it. He's gone 3-3-9, which is amazing that he's even still in it with 3-3-9. If he can gather it up and just pick up the sticks and start running with it, uh, we can see Barsha in this conversation, but I'm a little nervous to say that Barsha is going to start doing his best work round four and onward. I, I'm not sure. I haven't seen that yet. I would love it to happen because, like I said, I love the unexpected. But right now, I'm calling it Justin Barsha is going to drop in the points from here. I hate to say that, but um, I just see that happening. Behind him, 54 points, five points behind Tomac is Jason Anderson and... Aaron Plessinger, they're tied for fifth. Um, Plessinger obviously is riding that second place that he had in Oakland. Um, I'm not quite sure what to say about Plessinger because as soon as I say he's going to be a four to seven guy, he'll go out and get a second or even in his first win. I don't know because um, Plessinger is probably the most up in the air name on this roster right now. I don't know whether he's going to start getting podiums again or if he's just going to hover around the sixth, seventh place spot. Um, Malcolm Stewart. 
52 points. That's only seven points down from Eli. So Malcolm Stewart can definitely be in talks. Um, I don't think he will be long term. I think he can maybe get on the podium a couple times, but I need to see some wins. I need to see a little bit more that 1% from Malcolm before I start talking about him being in championship contention. I think he kind of fades backwards as well. Ken Roxon is eighth, also with 52 points. He's tied with Malcolm. Um, so technically they're tied for seventh. Um, and yeah, Roxon's still in this, but we need to see better nights in the main event for him because, uh, you know, if he gets out, if he gets that start and he gets in front of these guys, he's got it. He's going to win. Um, the thing is, is you can't fall in the whoops and then just sit back in 10th. Um, you need to push through. You need to start increasing your position and getting by these guys. Um, I don't see him in championship contention if he can't start doing that. Uh, and then after 8th, that's 7 points difference between 1st and 8th. Then you got Marvin Muscan, who's 12 points behind Eli, and Dylan Ferrandis, who's 14 points behind Eli. Um, is 14 points an insurmountable difference only 3 rounds in? Absolutely not. I think the French guys like Marvin and Ferrandis, if they have a couple good nights, they're right in it again. That's what's so amazing about this is we don't know. Ferrandis got on the podium last week. Um, if it wasn't for his 16th in round one, he'd be right up in there with all these guys. You know what I mean? He'd have been in that eight top eight group. Um, so yeah, 14 points out for Ferrandis. If he can if he can do what he did in San Diego next week, um, I think he jumps way up. I think he will be in the top five in points. Uh, it, it's going to be so close. I hope this continues all the way through the year. Uh, will it? No, probably not. But... Um, yeah, this is awesome. This is absolutely great for the points, for the championship, for a fan. I I love not knowing what's going to happen next week. Um, that is just this is just peak Supercross right now. Um, I would expect there to be some sort of leveling out and some sort of um, predictability coming in the next few rounds. I think it's going to be a Sexton Anderson Webb battle. Because like I said, even though Webb hasn't showed us anything yet, I think it's coming. I don't think Webb's going to have this. So it's between Anderson and Sexton, really, and then Webb's going to figure it out. Webb's going to just start slicing and dicing these guys and preying on their weaknesses. Um, Sexton doesn't have many. Um, Anderson doesn't have many. But trust me, Webb always finds a way. I have been soul-crushed watching him get my favorite guys every week for the last two years. So um, three years, sorry. Um, so yeah, I just, I would never count Cooper Webb out. Uh, it's going to be those three guys. We will see some, some peeking in by Tomac and Barsha and Roxon, but I just think those guys have a little bit less of a chance than Sexton and Anderson and Webb. Um, and wow, what a trio, by the way, I did not expect those three to be the guys that I'm talking about right now, um, after round three. So, um, this is going to be awesome. This is going to be a great round at, uh, Anaheim two. And we're going to preview that next. All right, guys. So we got round four coming up, uh, Anaheim 2. I've never been so excited for round four and a Supercross season ever because I have no idea uh, what's going to happen. Um, it could be Chase Sexton building on his win last week. It could be Jason Anderson getting it together again. It could be another rider that we haven't even foreseen yet. Um, we might see Ken Roxon pull, pull his shit together again. Um, we might see Tomac get his first win of the year. Uh, I, I just don't know. And that is great. I'm so happy to say that because, uh, looking at the track map right now, longer start, which I think is better 
probably won't be as uh, high of a chance that there'll be a pileup, um, and pileups can really mess with things a lot. Um, but it is going to be a sharper corner than the first two rounds. It's going to be a lot like um, last week, sharper left-hand corner. Goes right into a rhythm, 180-degree um, turn. Uh, I'm actually seeing one, two, three, four, oh, lots of passing opportunities, like five or six 180-degree turns, which is great because 90-degree turns kind of kill passing opportunities. We saw a lot of 90-degree corners last week. Um, yeah, we got rhythm, 180, long rhythm again into a triple, another long rhythm after a 90-degree corner, and then a hairpin rhythm and a hairpin uh, to a whoop section. Um, and the, we know that these whoops have been gnarly. Um, so we'll see if they cut them down a little bit or if they still make them as, as big and terrible as, they, as they've been. Uh, we got a sand section right after the whoops. That's going to be insane. Um, it'll definitely take some guys down. I'm looking to, you know, I'm really hoping Ken Roxon can make it through all that. Uh, you know, possibly a guy like, um, um, like Malcolm Stewart is really good in the whoops. Um, they go across the start stretch twice, um, which that looks to be a really good passing opportunity. You got a straightaway into a 180. Um, I'm looking at takeouts, block passes, all that. That's going to be great. Um, finish line right next to the start. They cross the start again into a triple, 180, and then another long set of whoops. So two sets of whoops. Um, I think that's going to definitely play into some things. Um, there's a lot of 180 turns, which is great. Um, this is going to be a really good race because, uh, I'm seeing a lot of passing opportunities here. Um, it's been kind of an issue. Sometimes you get a track that's boring, not a lot of passing because there's too many 90 degree corners. Um, and I think them whoops are going to be a huge shakeup. So, um, we'll see how bad they are, but yeah, uh, previewing this race is so, so difficult. I really am not even going to pick who's going to win. Um, you watch qualifying, some guys look good. Um, but then there's other guys that really pull it out for the main event. Um, I'm looking for guys like Justin Barsha to maybe bounce back from last week. He got a, a ninth, got DQ'd, or not DQ'd, a doctor position. So he went from eighth to ninth. Um, looking for Jason Anderson to bounce back. I think he can. Um, if he rides the way he did before his bike malfunctioned, um, I, uh, I think that's this is an Anderson week for him. Uh, Chase Sexton, I, I don't see him going anywhere. If he doesn't crash, I think he's going to be up there. Um, we got a lot of guys that are looking to continue what happened last week, and there's a lot of guys that are looking to bounce back from what happened last week. So we're going to see probably another shakeup. I don't think we see the exact same top 10 um, from last week by any means. Um, this is so exciting because, yeah, I have no idea who's going to be 10th. I have no idea who's going to be 5th. I have no idea who's going to be 1st. Um, I do have my eye kind of sideways, like I'm, I'm in my peripheral, I'm looking at Cooper Webb just to see when he's going to pounce and be that bloodthirsty hound that he is. Uh, I don't know. I don't know when that's coming. I know it is coming at some point. Uh, it may be this week. Maybe this just continues all year. I, I'm going to say that just in case, but I don't think it does. But we'll see. I got my eye slightly over on Cooper Webb and seeing what he can do this week. Um, so, yeah, I'm super excited for round four. Let's go.